The stories of Southern black women are breathtakingly illuminated at Signature Theater in a soaring musical based on the acclaimed novel and film The Color Purple, featuring DC superstar Nova Y. Payton as Seeley and the voices Frenchie Davis. The Color Purple is filled with jazz, gospel, and blues music, performed by a cast of 16 and a live orchestra. Bring the whole family to see this Tony-winning musical live on stage now through October 9th at Signature Theater. Get tickets today at sigtheater.org. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. It's the Remain Seated podcast. Welcome back. Hi, it's Gina Barberi and my son Festus. Hello. This is the fourth one. We've made it this far. We a whole month. We haven't skipped a week. Mm -mm. I'm very proud of us. You're not sick yet? Nope. <laughs> you haven't taken an impromptu vacation? No. This is really good. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Let's see you, you next week and then we'll see if that holds true. You don't have faith in... I have faith in us. I do right now. So today we're going to talk about voting. Now don't leave. You, Festus, you got to stay here. Don't leave. I started getting out of my chair. No. That's why she said that. And I'm not going to lecture you. I want to have a conversation about voting and why it's important, but I also want to out you a little bit. So you're 20 now. Yes. But when you were 18, you were in high school. Some people turn 18 while they're in high school. Sometimes it's after you graduate, but you were in high school. Yeah, about halfway through my senior year, I turned 18. And you turned 18 at an exciting time. You turned 18 when you could vote for a presidential election. Now, when I turned 18, it was my birthday was like days after the election. So I didn't get to vote on a presidential year. I had to wait, you know, a whole four more years before I could vote in a presidential election. Yeah, I just had a few months, I think, before the election, after I turned 18. And I was kind of bummed about that, because in my mind, I thought, well, the only elections that are important are the ones where you vote for the president. I wasn't really paying attention to, no, every year there's elections that are important. Yeah, locally and, yeah. They're for Senate races, they're for governors, they're for all those kinds of things. But I was like, yeah, I guess I'll vote in four years when there's another presidential election. And I, I got to vote for Bill Clinton. Yay. <laughs> you got a winner. I did. And I remember it being fun and, and being caught up in the, you don't know this, but, but Rock the Vote was a big thing back then. MTV was a big thing. It's not a big thing anymore, but it was no, a big it's thing. It's a big thing for a different group of people. Yeah. <laughs> but MTV really got behind. We want to get young people voting. We want to get young people excited about it. And I feel like that's the first time there was a huge push like that. 
And what year was this? 90, what, 90 what? So let's see, I turned 18 in 88, 92. Okay. Um, so rock the vote, huge thing. And Bill Clinton was a great candidate for that because he was a younger guy. He, you know, he went on this late night talk show called Arsenio Hall, which was a big deal. It would be like a presidential candidate going on Jimmy Kimmel or something. And Bill Clinton went on and played the saxophone with the band. Like he's a presidential candidate, but he's... Why can't our president do cool <laughs> shit like that? But it did. It, 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 I think it helped. I think it got younger people excited about voting. Like, oh, that guy, I, yeah, I like that guy. He's on my favorite late night talk show host show and he's playing the saxophone. He was more relatable and likable in yeah. some ways. But but still a, a smart guy and, and you could tell, I mean, this is before all the Monica Lewinsky stuff. We didn't know that back then. No. None of that hey, had happened. What happens behind closed doors? <laughs> But I remember being energized to vote and being excited about it. And I don't think it's the same thing now, but I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your generation has another reason to be energized now. Yes. There there are a lot of reasons now to be energized because the, the political climate is, I mean, I haven't been alive very long, but vastly different than I've ever even read about. You pay attention to it? I have to. Like, can anyone not pay attention to it? It's it's hard to ignore. So when you turned 18, and I remember talking to you about this because I talk a lot about politics anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it's your job. But I remember talking to you about getting registered to vote and voting. And I remember having conversations with you about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Can you talk a little bit about your feelings about them and and why you didn't register to vote and vote that year? Well, I think my reasons are, are the same for a lot of people my age is that we saw a lot wrong with both sides. We, we didn't love either candidate. And I know that you're never going to love one person 100%, but I felt that I didn't really want to participate in either of those becoming our president. So it was just easier to not vote it at all. It was easier to not vote because, I mean, honestly, I felt like if I didn't vote, it wouldn't make much of a difference. And I know that is incorrect now, but that that's how I felt at the time. And that's why I kind of I mean, if myself you, out of it. If you were to go back in time, would you tell your 18-year-old self, I know you don't like either of these people, but you should pick one of these people is going to be president. So you should pick the one that you think will do the best job, even if they're not your favorite. Yeah. If I, if I knew what I know now in the past, you know, year and a half, if I knew what was going to happen, I definitely would have gone back and tried to affect change personally. Because I think a lot of people found themselves in that quandary of, I don't like either one, so I'm just not going to. So what that makes is the people that are rabid on either side, they're the ones that show up and vote. And the extremes on both sides should not be representing the majority. They don't. Because they're extreme. No, I want sensible people that can meet in the middle and discuss their stances on specific issues. That's why it's important for everybody to vote every time. Yeah. And, and another one of the reasons why I didn't vote is because I'm not a Republican. I'm not or a Democrat. I'm, I have specific stances on specific issues and I don't agree 100% with either side. So I don't identify as a Democrat or a Republican. And you know, I'm not registered with either party either. Does Are that surprise you? 
Yeah, it does actually. Are you independent? Yeah. Okay. And I'm not registered as I'm not registered as an independent. I'm not registered as anything because I like to take issue by issue what you were just saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I do the same thing. The only thing that prevents you from doing, and you might not know this, but in primary elections, only if you're a registered party member of the Republican Party can you vote in that one. The Democrats don't do that, but Republicans say we only want registered Republicans voting in this primary. Of course they do. They, they're they're forcing you to be. They want more registered Republicans. Yeah. But I don't I don't like even though I, I vote mostly Democrat and mostly I'm liberal about things. There are some things that I'm not. Because you agree with that side on a lot of issues. But again, you can also accept that there are issues that on the Republican side that you can agree with. Sure. And it and it happens all the time. Like, you know, if. If Spencer Cox, our lieutenant governor, decides to run for governor, he's a Republican, obviously, I will vote for him 100%. I think he'll do a great job. Yeah, because he has a lot of a lot of stances that you agree with. Yeah, he's a reasonable Republican. <laughs> yeah, you can have a conversation with him and have it, you know, go both ways. With I, a lot of people, you can't do that. I think one of the hard things for people your age to understand is things you're voting for now might not affect you for 5, 10, 20 years, but it's important to vote on it now. Your your 20 year from now self will thank you for voting now. I mean, here here's something that, that might affect you, will definitely affect you. So right now you're on my insurance because you're with the with Obamacare, it carries you up until you're 26, which is awesome. But you want to make sure you're voting for people that support that provision so that that you can continue to have it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I I mean with that issue specifically, I don't want like I don't I, w I wouldn't care if I had to rely on that as a crutch. I wouldn't care if I turned 18 and had to get my own insurance because I think that makes sense. I think it's it's nice. It's a luxury that they allow me to stay on your insurance until 26, but I I don't think that should be a law. I don't think that should have to happen. You say that until you have to pay for it. Well, yeah, no, I believe it's expensive and I could not pay for it. But I also think that if I had to pay for it, then I would. Because I think a lot of people just opt to not pay for it. Yeah. Like, ideally, you would have a job where you got your own insurance. Yeah. It's a It's a safety net for people that aren't quite yeah. there yet. But again, I don't think that safety net should be required. No. To be an option. I don't think it should be required to be an option. I think it's nice, but I, it would make sense if when you turn 18, you get your own insurance. That would make sense to me. Well, and there are tweaks to our healthcare system that that could be, that could be the case. Yeah. With universal healthcare, it would mean when you turn 18, you opt into this system that yeah. everybody's in and everybody pays into. And, and that makes sense to me too, because I don't feel like insurance companies should be forced to allow me to be on my parents' insurance for no. that long. Because 18, you're an adult, and I I think that comes with a certain amount of responsibility. And it would make sense if one of those responsibilities was paying for your health insurance. But you're you're a responsible 18-year-old. There, there are a lot of people well, that never figure that out, quite frankly. But that's nice to hear. I'm kicking you off the insurance. All right. That's it. You're out. But other issues... Um, so I so I've just gone to the vote.utah.gov website which there's everything there. If you're not registered to vote, you can online register to vote right there. 
Now you went on and, and played around with this a little bit, right? Yeah, I did it a couple days ago. And did you find it easy to, to navigate? Yeah, it was easy. They, they told you right where to go. Um, and they get, had you enter all your information. I posted a, a little video on the Remain Seated podcast Twitter feed a couple days ago. And it's a great video done by Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street. And it's Kumail Nanjiani and uh, Mandy Moore and... Who else is in that? Darren Chris. And it's a it's a funnier die video, but it's the what is it? The we didn't vote support group or something. Yeah, the non-voters support group. And I asked you to watch that because I wonder if any of those things rang true for you about why you haven't voted in the past. Well, no, because I think most of those were jokes. They, But there were a couple things in there that weren't jokes because one of them was. Uh, I don't know where to go. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. No, it's I knew where, exactly where to go. I know, especially this day and age, everything's on the internet. I knew exactly if I went to Google and typed in voter registration Utah, it would tell me exactly what to do. I know, I know where to find the information. But ha have you felt compelled to do it, or is my nagging compelled you to do it? No, it's been us talking about it the last. You know, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, and we wanted to do it on the podcast, and that got me interested in in actually going and looking at how, how to do it because what you're voting for is the people that are deciding and i know taxes are a boring subject i get that but but i have to pay them. you have to pay them and you're going to start paying closer attention to things like the gas tax and and you know there's been debate on grocery store sales tax sales tax just went up i don't know if you noticed that i did not this last week sales tax went up and that's boring, but when but it you're affects everybody. and when you're out on your own like you are, those little things are going to be really noticeable. And you could have a say in that by paying attention to who's running for office and voting for the person that's going to, you know, it's we're a representative government, so you can't vote on every single thing that happens in the city, in the state, in the country. So you pick people that you're like, I mostly agree with this person. He's going to vote. She's going to vote on things. <laughs> that are mostly in line with me. Yeah. Pick someone that's going to represent you as close to your views as possible. But that's hard because nobody's nobody's perfect in that. And, and nobody agrees with all the same things that you agree with. So there are going to be some people, I mean, ev every person that you vote for is going to have you know, some opinions that aren't in line with your own. But you have to weigh that against you know, the ones that are. That's why it was so obvious for me with Donald and Hillary. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't agree with everything Hillary said. No. But you looked at the two options and She's, it made sense. She was the most qualified, I thought. I thought she would do a good job being president. If you I don't could... think he's doing a good job? <laughs> Let's talk about this. No, I don't want to talk about it. You just did it for four hours. We don't have to. Yeah, you want to hear that, you can listen to the Radio from Hell show for that. So if you go to vote.utah.gov, Festus, there's all kinds of things there you can find. Now, I know you registered online. You can also register to vote by mail, although that has to be postmarked by the 9th if people haven't done that. If you register online, you need a current Utah driver's license or ID, and the deadline to register for that is October 30th. So online goes for a little while. You can go to your county clerk's office. The nice thing, though, is you vote by mail. 
a lot of people wonder, like that video I was telling you about. The, yeah, if you have to go to a, a location and... I don't know where to go. I don't know what to booth. do. They send you this thing in the mail and you just check a box and stick it back in the mail. It's easy. Yeah, they make it, they make it simple because they want more people to vote. You can do it in your jammies. I mean, I would do it in my jammies anyway. <laughs> you would go to the... But it's kind of fun to go to your polling place because is it it's kind of fun it's like a video game yeah <laughs> did they give you a little computer do you get a stylus you do you go into a little a little booth and it's does it's, it have a curtain it um it can either have a curtain or little walls on the side i want mine to have a curtain and and it's like a video game that's how we get the young people to vote we make it more like a video you game. sound like a third grade teacher <laughs> But I'm I'm glad you've decided to vote this year. And and this is not a, a super fun election because it's not a presidential election. No, but I've w- with the last presidential election, I have learned the importance of it and, you know, how it can affect my future. And, and I've gotten older since then. And let me tell you how her, the world has gone. Let me tell you one thing you could vote on this year that would help. And I'm not telling you how to vote because if I could have, no. I would have made you vote for Hillary and you probably wouldn't have anyway. But. So Proposition 2 is the medical marijuana proposition. Your grandfather, Papa Barberi, has um, MS, and he struggles with that. He's had it for like nine years, and he's in a lot of pain from it, a lot of nerve pain specifically. Yeah, I've seen it. He has a really hard time getting around anywhere. And, you know, they so they give you opioids for, for that. You know, opioids... For a short time, like say you're recovering from surgery or something and you take them for a week and opioids, that's what they're for. But they're highly addictive. Long-term pain, even taking the addictive part out of it, long-term pain management like he has to have or other people with chronic diseases, taking opioids for years and years and years, just it ruins so many different systems in your body. Yeah. It's not about even being addicted. It's about this is not an effective pain management for. If you have to have some form of pain management and that's all you have, he has to, I mean, he has to take it for the rest of his life. Right. Now he has, and I won't, I won't comment on how he has been able to discover that medical marijuana is helpful. He doesn't have the bad side effects and he gets pain management and he just feels, he sleeps better, but He's he's stuck in Utah in his house. It's not like he can drive to Colorado and get what he needs. Yeah. He should be able to have access to that here. And I think it's really important for anybody with those those types of ailments or people with you know, chronic um, illnesses. And um, they should be able to have access to that easily because it is such a better alternative than what Big Pharma has given us. And Proposition 2 is a very flawed proposition. There's lots of things that are wrong with it, but it's a step in the right direction. And I believe actually today the legislature was talking about already trying to make improvements. I think they're fairly sure it's going to pass. Proposition 2? Mm-hmm. Really? But I think they want to make adjustments to it to make it make more sense. It's a little broad in how it's like in the, do they make amendments to it in the future or before it passes, they will go in and so this, the the way a proposition works is it had to go through a lot to get on the ballot. You had to get verified a certain number of signatures from every district. I mean, it, it was a big undertaking to even get it on the ballot. 
it's not perfect, but... It could never be. No, but if it passes, then they can take this imperfect thing that, that passed and tweak it and forgive the term. <laughs> it's not meth. It's <laughs> medical meth is not what we're discussing. <laughs> Adjust it. That's next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Medical meth. No, we won't do that. They're playing the Warped Tour. But anyway, you you have a say in that. You can think, even though this doesn't affect me, I have a family member that this would help. Yeah, and a lot of people have family members who, who can benefit yeah. from it. And even just uh, my, my grandmother just barely started using uh, CBD oil. Um, she rubs it on her, her joints and it really helps alleviate her pain. And that's perfectly legal, but that's a, a marijuana extract. Yeah, that's a different, uh, a different ailment and a different help for that. But. Yeah. A lot of things from that plant can be very helpful to people who are very sick. <laughs> but this is just one example. And if you want to read more about that initiative, um, you go to vote.utah.gov. Everything is there. Um, just do it. If if you're like Festus and, and you're of age to vote or maybe you've been of age for a few years and, and it hasn't been important to you, do it. Vote.utah.gov. You're not grounded. Not yet. I mean, if you weren't going to vote this year, you'd be grounded, but... I'll just stay home anyway. Okay. That's what I was going to do. This has been the Remain Seated podcast with me, Gina Barberi, and my son Festus. Tell everybody where they can find this or get in touch with us if they want to. This podcast will be available on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Remain Seated Pod. And if you want to email me, gina at x96.com with the comments, questions, topics you want us to talk about. I promised Festus we'd do something silly next week. Yeah, let's make it fun. <laughs> so if you can think of something silly you want us to talk about. Poop you, chat. No. no. I'll have it, Carrie send me the drop. Okay. <laughs> Stay care, everybody. Go vote. For listening to the Remain Seated podcast, brought to you by Black Velvet Boutique, locally owned and operated. Black Velvet Boutique in Clearfield is a great sexual wellness resource for you and your partner. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie. Black Velvet Boutique is moving to a new location soon, so they're liquidating much of their inventory now. Visit them today and mention Gina and get up to 50% off. Ask the store for details. Open seven days a week and their store is at 293 South State Street in Clearfield or online at blackvelvetboutique.com.